很棒的。Hello and welcome to another episode of Basketball Daddy Podcast. I'm your host Keith. This episode we're gonna talk about a couple of players, namely Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. Then on Fantasy 101, we're gonna talk about draft strategies. What is the issue with this guy? He thinks he's making a point about I don't know. But the point he's really communicating to everybody is that it's all about him and not the team. Not playing half of the team's games, including all the home games, and possibly more, and not playing in the playoff half of the team's playoff, which is all the home games in the playoff, the most important ones. It's just the wrong message. Kyrie, I know. You're a great player, but this is not how you go about cementing your legacy. Go win a championship, and your legacy will be secure once and for all. Kyrie said he's speaking up for people who are unemployed because of them being not vaccinated. Well, he's still employed. He has a contract. Why don't you retire to prove the point? He can't, right? Because he still wants to play basketball. He still wants to make that money. He still wants to win the championship. I hope. So I just don't get it. Kyrie, when he plays, is a first-round player in fantasy. Talking about 26 points, about six assists, three threes, great percentages from a guard. He's a first-round talent. He just never plays the full season. So, for fantasy, and this is why I don't want to draft too early because a guy like Kyrie he can go anywhere from second round all the way to sixth round to mid round because we don't have clarity on his situation. Now, if there is clarity, whether he plays or not, then we can draft Kyrie with certainty. But at this point, it's it's a thought throw. It's a thought throw that I think if you draft him late enough, it's worth it. But you know, with the games missed on the horizon, he's just more of a headache than worth a pick, and you're better off selecting someone else and let another manager deal with the headache. Because if he just sits out on personal reasons, he's not eligible for injured reserve, injured list. Now Yahoo might have an IL plus, and that might accommodate a player like Kyrie, but I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe Yahoo would not make him eligible for IL plus. And other sites, he's definitely not eligible for injured reserve. Now Ben Simmons' deal is a little bit different. Ben Simmons was a scapegoat for the 76ers' failure in the playoff last season. The famous possession where he drove to the basket, had an opening for a dunk, 
and he just passed it up. I get it. In a vacuum, that doesn't look as bad. He passed it up to a guy who, who could have made a shot, but he created that situation because he was just dreadful in the playoff. Against the Hawks, he was just dreadful. His free throw line issue was a massive, massive liability. And when you're one of the best players on the team and your floor is exposed to that extent to be highlighted in a very critical semifinal series, I can understand how like that could be devastating to your team. The effect uh, it drains your team's energy when they know you're one of the best players, they need you, and your flaws are just wide open for the team, for the opponent to exploit. It made him unreliable, and that is magnified by the fact that he is in Philadelphia. And it's magnified by the fact that there's so much expectation for him and his team. Now, I can understand him being angry and feeling the way he felt. Nobody likes to be the scapegoat, especially a player who is as accomplished as Ben Simmons. Now, he had a whole offseason to get over that, to not show up for a training camp, to not show up for a preseason, to lose that check. We'll see how he feels. Now, the latest news is that He's reporting, and it looks like he will play for the Sixers. All signs point to that he's coming back to play for the Sixers, whether to play his way and drive up some trade value so so he could be traded or just suck it up. That's another point why I don't like to draft early. The Simmons is going a sixth round, fifth round easily lower than what he's worth right now had he played or had he came out and said he will play. Now that you have this news, Ben Simmons is easily a third round guy and you know, if you waited until now to draft, it's time to get Ben Simmons in the third round. When he plays, he's easily a third round player, a top 30 player. Now if you had Ben Simmons Late, early in the preseason, if you drafted him late, let's say fifth round, and this is the news you've been waiting for, and this is the news that we expected. Like he's definitely not gonna not play. It would be a dumb move to not play. But I get his feeling. He he felt hurt. But still, you gotta play. This just in. As an update to my season 3 premiere episode, which platform to play, I list that Fantrack didn't have an integrated chat, and that was a, a big downgrade on the overall grade for Fantracks. I just got notified, and I just tried it. Fantrax has integrated chat now. It has a new chat feature that you can use on the web page and on the mobile app. They let you directly chat with your league mates directly or within the league group chat. So go ahead and try out the group chat 
feature on fan tracks and I'll update my table to include that shortly so this is just in newsflash fan tracks has the chat right now of course I will try it out for a week a few days I'll let you know what I think of the chat I'll give you a rating seems like they have a very mature chat feature with a lot of contents you can put in the chat but we'll see how it compares to sleeper and Yahoo Fantasy 101. In this Fantasy 101 session, I'm going to talk about draft strategies, namely punt strategies, different punts, and what actually is a punt strategy. Now, this is a little bit more advanced than the previous two segments, which is very basic fantasy sports kind of content this would be a little bit more advanced it would be like intermediate kind of fantasy content in terms of draft strategies now for this strategy the this segment for draft strategies is mainly for nine category head-to-head for basketball now you, you can apply this to maybe baseball and hockey too but for this podcast I want to talk about or focus on nine category head-to-head draft strategies, the punt strategies. Punting is defined as ignoring one or two categories in a draft in order to maximize selecting players that are strong in other categories. For instance, Giannis is a punt free throw guy. In a punt strategy, punt free throw, Giannis is one of the best. His free throw percentage is 60% at 10 attempts per game. That's like the most downward impact of a category as any player can have on the team. But if you take away his free throw deficiencies, he's actually like the number two player in ranking but if you add back the free throws he's actually like number 20 and nowhere near what he is drafted as same goes for a player like even Luka Doncic who's like in the low 70s and high volume free throws Ben Simmons definitely another example but punting is not just about drafting player that's bad in one category it's really just to ignore the players category for your draft so when you do a ranking you will ignore the ranking of that player in that particular strategy so let's say you also ignore blocks let's say you ignore blocks then players like guards mostly guards will jump up in the ranking because guards don't block The reverse effect for players that do block, they will lose a lot of value. For instance, the Miles Turner will lose basically most of his value in a punt block strategy. So you would basically, if you follow a punt, and I recommend you only like punt one or two strategies, two categories in your strategy, you end up 
with a team that's like not very good in those strategies. No, below average at best. So when you're like punting free throws, you gotta have a team that's just below average in free throws because you're ignoring them. So basically you you are pumping up the value of players who doesn't have a good free throw percentage if you're punting free throw or you're pumping up value of players who don't block shots so for instance a player like who doesn't block shots who are very valuable uh, a big man a big man would be like uh, Demontis Sabonis a big man like a Vucevic Vucevic blocks you know he's he's a average shot blocker but if you ignore that he's actually a bit better another good um, big man that doesn't block shots who will benefit like a Julius Randle a guy like that but if you block if you punt and block like I said you know Kristaps Zingas will go down a, a Clint Capella will lose value Whereas if you plant free throw, a Clint Capella would be like, you know, second round easily. My general approach to drafting in a punt strategy is actually don't punt until you get the most value in your top three player. Draft your top player and see where they go. Let's say you draft a guard heavy then just punt block. If you drafted big man player, then you obviously try to punt the category that your big man is not good in. Now, if your category that your big man is not good in or above or uh, below average in is free throw, then you punt free throw rest of the way, or for your, at least for the next few picks to get the most value. Take it like this, instead of ignoring a category, take it like this. You're stacking up on categories that you're already strong in, that your best player is strong in. Let's say you drafted Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry is elite, the best in three-point percentage. Percentage and also points above average in assists. All the offensive stats. So you would focus on percentages, three pointers, points, and assists. You would punt block. You don't necessarily have to punt assists. I mean, steal. You don't have to punt steal because Steph Curry is at least average in steal. So you can just stack up in points, three pointers, percentages. Then you find a couple of guys that can steal the ball to pat those stats and you got a strong team a team that is very very good in at least all of Steph Curry's strong categories and above average in categories that Steph Curry is average in and then basically you'll be below average in blocks Let's say you 
start out with Carl Anthony Towns or Nikolai Jokic, players who are not really deficient in any category. You can say Jokic is you know, below average in blocks for big man, below average in three pointers in general, but they're not they're not deficient in it. So when you start a player like that then you have to follow and see who your second player is and see after the second player which categories are you just deficient in that you cannot make up. Then I would also try to get the third player before you decide your punt bill and see where you go from there because the first three rounds in basketball you try to get as much value as possible you try to actually trying to get the points assists and rebounds those are the hardest to recover or make up for in later rounds and in a waiver wire guys who are good in points rebounds and assists and those are high volume categories they usually go in the first three rounds and after the first three rounds you're going to be hard pressed to find players who are good in either two or three of those now when you after you pick your first three players you have to look at your team and see where you're at and see where you can punt now obviously to pivot on the fly is not that easy which is why you need to research all the players see which players are good at which punt and go there ideally you know where your draft selection is before the draft now you can go to let's say Yahoo you can find out at least 30 minutes before the draft or maybe if your commissioner have set the order ahead of time days in advance weeks in advance then you can practice on mock draft for that position and see in general which player you will fall for you in your position go to mock draft go to a snake draft and find out which player will be available in your spot and then you can figure out down the line you know which player fits your punt bill now if you go to a draft with a punt bill in mind that's fine but don't overdo it don't punt like three categories don't punt like four or don't overdo it and don't get like too deep too hardcore into punting a category where you just no way you can make it up down the line I would say just stay below average on your punt categories because you never know you never know when maybe your best player is out or one of your best player for that bill is out and you have to pivot that's just in general that's my advice now when you are drafting you know go to your draft room in advance and queue up the players who fit your punt bill you know, queue up all the guards that fit your punt block, queue up all the big man that fits your punt free throw. And then and then just go with the flow in the in the draft. You never know. This is probably the longest fantasy one on one segment we have so far. But that's because it's more of an advanced topic we're talking about. There's a lot of discussion of which punt is the best I would say there's no punt that's the best it's all about how you execute your punt and how you 
manage your team during the season for head-to-head. -head. In general, there are a couple of popular punt knives. I hear like punt assist is good if you have a eight cat and your nine cat. So when you punt assist, you're you're gaining ground on turnover. Your team is not likely to be very high turnover if you punt assist. Then you find guards that are, who have some assists but very low turnovers, like a Monty Morris. Even Chris Paul is a very good pick. You know he has low turnovers but very high assists. Fred Van Lee is also good, but you know you don't necessarily punt. You're not necessarily ignoring assists or being that not purposely being low in assists. You're just trying to not have high turnover players in that kind of punt bill. And that works well because you end up with um, a lot of wing players, small forwards, and big men who doesn't pass the ball, but are very strong in all the other categories: defensive categories, rebounds, scoring, percentages, and three pointers. And so that's another punt bill. Like I said, there's no right punt bill. You just have to execute that punt. Do your research, queue up the player who fits your punt bill, and then focus on it. And then during the season, manage that punt bill the best we can. Thank you for listening to this episode and to my podcast. You can find me at Basketball Daddy Pod on Reddit. Hope to see you there. You can read some of my writing, uh, stuff that I wrote before the episode. And some other additional contents. Thank you so much for listening.